They are justice, integrity, courage. They are the embodiment of hope and peace. Your enemies are rage, brutal, villainous, without mercy. But you, you will be worse. Rip and tear until it is done. Chapter 1. Displaced. Hell the Well. The spider mastermind's bulbous cerebral cortex exploded in a shower of gore as the BFG cell ripped straight through its insectoid face. The force of the blast sent the Doom Slayer skidding backward across the lake of viscera and entrails, his BFG still in hand. The Slayer picked himself up and looked at the remains of the biomechanical arachnid that used to be Olivia Pierce as his Praetor suit dripped with blood. It was over. Once again, he had stopped Hell from taking over the Earth. Or at least an alternate version of Earth. Not the one he originally hailed from. It was also hard to believe that he would encounter another version of the Union Aerospace Corporation. But none of that mattered now. The well had been destroyed, and the wraiths of Argent Denor were finally free from their torment and corruption. Hell had lost a key component in their plans, and suffered a crippling blow for the umpteenth time. With no way for the UAC to monopolize Argent energy, and the invasion on Mars grounded to a halt, the Slayer was free to continue to his warpath through Hell, and straight to the Dark Lord himself. The Makers were also next on his list. Pocketing his BFG into his Hammer Space backpack, a sort of extra-dimensional storage that the wretch designed for him, he searched for a way out of the cavern. Tether activation. <laughs> Shit, somehow he forgot about that. As his body floated upwards, arcs of energy began surging around him disintegrating the blood that was caked onto his suit before a bright flash teleported him out of hell. Mars UAC Facility, 2149 AD. When his vision came to, the Slayer found himself floating over the same teleportation pad seen in Kadangar Sanctum and Vega Central Processing. But he immediately felt that something was very wrong. He couldn't move any of his limbs, they felt like they were shackled by invisible chains, which also meant he couldn't access his armaments. He looked ahead at the darkened room before him. He noticed something walking towards him via the steam-shrouded walkway. It was Samuel Hayden. You've won. It's over. The UAC chairman spoke as he approached him. You stopped the invasion and closed the portal. But it's come at a price. Argent. Vega. This entire operation. The Slayer glowered at the cyborg. He didn't like where this was heading. Hayden loomed over the Doom Slayer. You see, I watched you work. Come to understand your motivation. You think the only way is to kill them all. Leave nothing behind. And you may be right, but we can't just shut it all down. Without Argent Energy... It will be worse. I don't expect you to agree. He then held out his hand, 
that instantly magnetized to something inside the Doomslayer's hammerspace backpack. It flew into Hayden's open hand, and the Slayer's eyes widened in shock. The Crucible. But with this, we can continue our work. Hayden marveled as he gestured to the corrupted blade. The Slayer violently thrashed around in an attempt to release himself from the bindings. Didn't this fool knew what that thing is capable of? It would be the invasion of Mars and Earth all over again. He had to stop him and destroy the Crucible before it was too late. He reached out towards Hayden's head, but his hand stopped short due to his bindings. The chairman could see the Slayer's rage-filled orbs glaring wrathfully at him from behind his helmet's visor. I'm not the villain of this story, Hayden professed. I do what I do because there's no choice. Rerouting. Tether coordinates complete. The intercom announced the Slayer's head shot up to the ceiling. Where was this bastard sending him? Our time is up. I can't kill you, but I won't have you standing in our way. With a flick of his mechanical wrist, a glowing blade of red-colored energy ended in a double-edged tip and covered in runes shot out of the crucible until we see each other again. As Hayden turned around to leave, the Slayer tried in vain to escape, but to no avail, as he felt himself being lifted into the air. The last thing he saw before he was blinded by a white light once more was his hand reaching out towards Hayden. Midoriya Residence, Musutafu, Japan June 23rd, 2149 QE Wiping the sweat off his brow, Azuka Midoriya smiled at his handiwork. He had received his All Might model in the mail, and had just finished assembling and painting it. The inheritor of One for All cleaned the paint off his hands and gently placed the model next to countless others on his shelf. Azuku was in a good mood today. Class had gone by smoothly, and his friends were eagerly awaiting their test results from their end-of-term exams. A knock was heard at his door, and his mother, Inko Midoriya, came into his bedroom. Azuku, dinner's ready, she said with a smile. What are we having? her son asked, eagerly hungry. Well, I thought we could try something different, so I... A loud noise, reminiscent of a thunderclap, caused the two to jump in surprise, and looked toward Azuku's window to see multiple flashes coming from the sky above their apartment. That's odd. The weather forecast didn't say there would be any thunderstorms tonight. Not even a cloud in the sky at most, Inko noted, while Zuku looked confused. Suddenly, they saw a green blur fall from the sky and straight onto the ground. Zuku and his mother ran over to the window and looked on to see the shape of a man lying motionless in a crater next to an apartment building entrance. Inko gasped in shock, while her son wasted no time running out of his room. Within the crater, the Doomslayer laid flat on his back, Darkness was the only thing he could see, but he slowly began to regain consciousness. But as he did, his anger surged tenfold. Hayden had betrayed him and sent him to God knows where, 
most likely back in hell. As soon as he found another working teleporter, he was going to rip and tear that motherfucker into iron flings, and no amount of pleading was going to save him. Moving his arms a little, the Slayer prepared to face whatever pit of the dark realm he was in. Hold on. He felt something he did not feel in what seemed like eons. Grass? His eyes fluttered open. The first thing he saw was not the red-tinted, cloud-choked skies of hell, but instead, the cool night sky glistening with stars. He slowly set himself up to get a good look of his surroundings. For the first time in his life, the Doomslayer was at a total loss. He was in a city. Not hell. Not Mars. Not Ardent Denur. A regular city. He couldn't believe it. Was he back home? Did Hayden send him back to Earth? It had to be a dream. This was too good to be true. Looking down at his left hand, he felt the grass again to make sure it was real. The receptor pads in his gloves confirmed that this was healthy, well-maintained grass. Getting himself up onto his feet, the Slayer took note that he had landed near an apartment complex. He noticed a billboard on top of a building nearby and saw the advertisement was in another language. He recognized it as Japanese, confirming that he was on Earth. Why would Hayden send him here? Hey, are you okay? The Slayer turned towards the entrance of the apartment to see a young Japanese boy with freckles and curly green hair. A short, rotund woman followed closely behind them. She had the same colored hair the boy had, most likely his mother. Izuku quickly went up towards the man and was almost taken aback by how tall he was. The full body armor he was wearing made him look frightfully imposing, and the tinted visor made it hard to make out what he looked like. Regardless, Izuku wanted to make sure he was uninjured. Are you hurt? We saw you fall from the sky and thought you might have been injured. The boy rattled off as he looked at him up and down. The Slayer didn't answer the boy. He looked down at him, his helmet picking up what he was saying and translating it into English. Most likely an upgrade from the UAC. He also noticed the scars he had on his right arm. Are you a hero on duty? I can call an ambulance if you're hurt, the woman offered as she brought up her cell phone. The Slayer blinked. Hero? Where did that come from? This conversation wasn't going to get him any answers, or lead anywhere, so he strode past the boy and his mother. Sir? Izuku called out as the man continued down the street, his heavy footsteps echoing through the night as he disappeared past a street corner. Izuku and Inko were left rooted where they stood, unable to make heads or tails on what just happened. To be continued. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you guys liked it, please leave a 5-star rating and consider following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Other than that, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.